Hey there, stranger. Welcome to Tad Strange, a Gravity Falls podcast. We'll be exploring the captivating and mysterious world of Gravity Falls, Oregon, and we are so excited to have you along for the ride. I'm joined here by fabulous Twitch streamer Trevor, a.k.a. Oxville Mage. This is where you say hi. Oh, hey, how's it going? And by my big brother and all-around great guy, Matthew. Woohoo! Cool. So today we're going to be jumping right into the first episode of Gravity Falls, Tourist Trapped. Um, but before we do that, I figured we should probably, since this is the first episode, do a little bit of background on like our history with the series and if we've watched everything, spoiler alert, not all of us have watched everything. Um, hey, and I guess did. why we're jumping back into it again. So whoever wants to go, go. Uh, I'll go first. Tell you. Uh, yeah, I watched I watched it when it came out, like initially on TV, um, and I fell in love with it. And I think I just couldn't like keep up with watching the week to week. And they did like this weird like hiatus thing. Um, so I watched almost through the entire first season, got towards like the end of it, uh, tried to pick up it again recently, and that's when we like decided to do this whole thing and watch it together. Uh, I'm not. I haven't finished it, so you're gonna be hearing a lot of like weird. Whoa, my mind's blown! Oh, clickbait! Like things from me. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it as a show, and I think it's super good. So cool. So I got into it. It's kind of interesting, actually. We didn't talk about this before, but I got into it right as you kind of dr- drifted off because I got into it right near the end of that long hiatus between the first and second season, um, and I watched it. Oh my gosh, I. I couldn't believe that I hadn't found the show sooner and like the fan base and all the YouTube theories. Oh my gosh. I had so many about the author. And if you haven't watched the series, like watch it. It's incredible as a series, the community that came around it while it was, uh, like being done. And I mean, the community still exists and it's just incredible. It blows my mind. One of my favorite communities to be a part of. Um, but yeah, I came in second season, watched every single week, watched, I don't know, three or four hours of theories every week. Um, so good. So good. That's, mm. that's my history. All right. Well, uh, I watched, uh, gravity falls probably after Joe got super into it. Cause Mm-hmm. That's probably a solid half of the episodes I've watched have been with Joseph, mm-hmm. probably even more than that. Um, and I've watched almost everything except probably not the last episode, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. So I've got, you know, all season one, all season two, minus the last episode or two, which I, I mean, that's just really sad. Yeah, there, there's really no reason to because at the end, it really gets you engaged like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And I don't know, I guess something else was going on in my life. Mm, I guess yeah. so. Mad disappointed, dude. I'm disappointed in you. Wow. Uh, you uh, don't get to watch it till we all get there. Yeah, it's it's gonna be super sad. So, so join us for this sad time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sad Falls. And sad oh, falls. No. oh my god. So I think one of the reasons why we wanted to <coughs> That's what I get for drinking water. Um, There it goes again. So I think one of the reasons why we wanted to come back to this was because you guys got kind of close to the end, but never actually crossed the finish line. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I just love the series, so I'd talk about it to anyone like any time. But why do you guys want to do this podcast? Um, Oh, I'm at you go first. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm totally interested in this because uh, Gravity Falls was kind of my first uh, introduction into 
uh, animation that was more than just kids shows mm, like cartoons uh, for that, kids for adults. That, yeah. Cartoons yeah. for kids for adults kind of a thing. Um, I had seen some adventure time and, and so all, all those things like that um, after came, came to love over the garden wall, you mm. know, stuff like that. So gravity halls was kind of the, the beginning of seeing something that was made for kids that has all this meaning and stuff behind it. And I was like, holy cow, why is my brother watching four hours a week of theories about this cartoon show? Um, and I mean, it made a lot of sense to me. And uh, so that that's why I'd love to dig deeper into it, get some of the pieces that I missed um, watching through it the first time and, and listening to my brother. Um, yeah, that's why I want to do this. Woo. I actually think Joey's the reason why I wanted to like watch it again too, because I got really into Rick and Morty, and mm. like I like devoured Rick and Morty when mm. I finally found out about it. I was like a season late. I think I came in like the middle of season two. Um, and then I remember like during season three mentioning it, and Joey was like, "I watched that too." <laughs> and we had like, a conversation. <laughs> And it ended up with, did you know it crossed over Gravity Falls? Did you know that these guys were friends? I was like, no, I didn't. So, like, when season three ended, Rick and Morty, I was like, I want to watch something, like, new or something different, something or something I, like, watched before. And I knew I never finished Gravity Falls. I knew it was on Hulu. And I was like, I should really go do this. I should watch it. And then my, like, 12-year-old niece was like, I watched all of it. You did it. And I was like, you know what? I can't let you show me up. Like, that's wow. not even fair. Even Lucy was like, yeah, I finished it. I was like, well, oh, man, like, I got to do it now. So instead of just being like, I'm going to watch this amazing show that I know, like, people love um, and are obsessed with, uh, I want to do it with, like, my friends because that's how I've watched, like, almost every show ever mm-hmm. is I would either watch a show by myself and then be like, hey, let's watch this. Like, in college with anime, I did that a ton. Mm-hmm. Um so I wanted to like get into that again, like get into watching shows with friends and like enjoying it together and being able to like have those jokes about it and have that mm-hmm. fun with it. I think that's really why I wanted to do the podcast. Like the first place was, uh, sorry about my mic there, um, <laughs> was to uh, be able to just like have fun with two of my favorite people and share it with everybody else because I feel like we're hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, we probably, we're probably not, <laughs> but I feel like we are. <laughs> So real quick, um, who the heck is Lucy? No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I think going along with the theme of Gravity Falls mm. being a mystery show, <laughs> the listeners will have to wait till the end of this episode to find out who Lucy oh, is. Oh, la, la. So we're gonna forget, aren't we? No, uh, I'll remember. I no, probably. You. Okay, uh, Lucy, whether male or female, I'm not telling you. Ooh, or, or animal or bovine. Mm. Um, or vegetable, or vegetable, or veggie tales. <laughs> yes. Um, said that they would love to join us for an episode. Oh, that'd be great. So wow. maybe we can do that sometime in the future because that'd be really cool. Because they're obsessed with the show. That would be super awesome. Yeah. Cool. 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 And end of this episode will reveal who Lucy is. But I think mm-hmm. it's time to jump right into episode numero uno. Tourist trapped. So first of all, play on words. I I hope we all get it. Um, Tourist trap is a place like the mystery shack that just brings in people and they spend money on just random gizmos and stuff. Tourist trapped. These twins are now trapped in Oregon. So jumping right into no, I give up. (laughs) Real, my mind's already blown. Summary of the episode. 
12-year-old twins Dipper and Mabel Pines arrived to spend their summer break with their great-uncle Stan Pines, known to the twins as Grunkle Stan, in the remote town of Gravity Falls, Oregon. Once there, the twins are quickly put to work at Stan's tourist trap, the Mystery Shack. While hanging signs advertising the shack, Dipper finds a mysterious journal containing research on Gravity Falls' secret monsters and mysteries. Dipper shows Mabel the journal, and she shows him and Stan her new boyfriend, Norman. Dipper believes that Norman is a zombie when he starts acting strangely, and he resolves to gain some evidence. So, after stalking them for a while, he presents his evidence to Mabel. Mabel jokes around a bit, recalling how she had kissing practice with the leaf blower, but Dipper is serious. Mabel isn't having any of it, though, slamming the door on his face and going on her date. On the date, Norman reveals to her that he was actually a gnome named Jeff, using some other gnomes as his arms and his legs. Back at the Mystery Shack, Dipper asks Wendy if he can use the Mystery Cart, which is a souped-up golf cart, to save Mabel, convinced that she will be eaten by Norman, who still believes, who still is believed to be a zombie. Wendy gives him the keys, and he drives off into the forest to rescue Mabel from the gnomes. Dipper finds her tied up by the gnomes, and Mabel explains that Norman turned out to be a bunch of gnome jerks. Dipper charges the, er, checks the journal for what a gnome's weaknesses are, but there are none listed. Jeff the gnome begins to explain that this is a big misunderstanding, telling him that she's not in danger. She's just going to marry all 1,000 of us and become our gnome queen for all eternity. <laughs> Dipper commands them to release Mabel. Jeff begins to explain that Dipper won't be able to stop them because the gnomes are a powerful race. But Dipper interrupts him mid-sentence, chucking him to the side with his shovel. He then uses the same shovel to free Mabel from the ground, and they begin to race back towards the mystery shack. Once Jeff and the gnomes realize that Dipper and Mabel are getting away, they assemble together, becoming one big monster gnome and chasing the twins. After a chase scene, Dipper and Mabel reach the mystery shack, but crash the mystery cart on its side and are quickly cornered by the beast. Dipper warns the gnomes to stay back, throws a shovel at them, but they smash it to the ground. Meanwhile, in the shack, Stan is showing tourists the world's most distracting object. <laughs> Mabel then tells Dipper she has a plan. Dipper doesn't trust her plan, but he she tells him to trust her just this once, and then she agrees to marry Jeff. Jeff gets super excited, climbs down from the giant gnome monster, goes to put the ring on Mabel's finger. Once the ring gets on the finger, he wants to hurry and get Mabel back into the forest, but Mabel says that first you must kiss the bride. Jeff puckers up, but to his surprise, Mabel used the leaf blower against him. Mabel then shoots Jeff out of the leaf blower for revenge because he lied to her, broke her heart, and messed with her brother. As he flies through the air, he crashes into the gnome monster and says, I'll have my revenge. Without their leader, though, the gnomes are tired, they have no directions, and so they scamper back into the forest, one of them getting caught in a plastic from a six-pack and being carried off by a goat. Mabel feels sad that her first boyfriend turned out to be a bunch of gnomes, so Dipper tries to cheer her up by saying that her next boyfriend might actually be a vampire. They then proceed to do an awkward sibling hug. Dipper and Mabel walk back into the mystery shack, and Grunkle Stan tells them they can each take anything they want because he has overstocked some inventory. Dipper chooses his now signature blue pine tree hat, and despite Grunkle Stan telling her that maybe she should take a doll or something, Mabel takes a grappling hook instead. The twins head to bed, and as Dipper narrates his journal entry for the day, Grunkle Stan walks up to a vending machine downstairs and enters a code. A secret door opens, and Stan slips inside. He cautiously peeks his head out to see if anyone is watching, closes the door, and credits. So that is the episode, and... Yeah, that intro. Oh my gosh. Rewatching that. First of all, rewatching the intro. Let's do that. Oh, oh my gosh. I had feels. 
so many feels. I love that song so much. It is so incredible. Um, so good. And just the fact that, like, after watching five or six episodes, I hadn't seen everything that's actually in the intro. Um, you, um, yeah, that's totally I, true. I don't want to talk about it because it's because it's about a future episode. But mm-hmm. I know there's something in the intro that has to do with I think it's like episode eight, and I was like, okay. wait, what the heck? Like, and I've yeah. I've watched the reason I have such a hard time rewatching this series. I've watched the first ten episodes at least seven times. Huh. <laughs> so I've watched them through with different people to get them into the series, and I've never gone past that. So like watching the pilot again is like I want to rip my hair out. I already know what this is. Mm, but mm. I also noticed the more I watch them, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Whoa, wait a second. Right? Whoa, wait There's a second. so much hidden. Yeah. So you've kind of started doing it, but if you had, well, I guess, what did you think of the episode? Um, great episode, bad episode, meh episode, rating A plus to F. What do you think? I, uh, I actually, I'm not the biggest fan of this episode. Mm. I, I put it at like a good episode. I don't think it's amazing. It didn't blow my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like how they take the trope of vampire werewolf teenage love novel and just mm-hmm. throw it into this episode and throw it out the window at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. There's a bunch of little things that they play on that I really like. Uh, I think for one, you actually mentioned it in the intro, uh, they, they tie Mabel down at one point, like the gnomes do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a reference to Gulliver's yep. Travels. Yes, it is. And I was like, oh, I didn't catch that until this time. I was like, oh, wait a second. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I like I like that stuff about it. I love, I think one of my favorite scenes of like the entire series is Grappling Hook mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> where she's just like, and I'll take this Grappling Hook. Like that's, it's, it, that sets up for the series. Like that end scene of this is my hat, this is my Grappling Hook, this is my journal, Uncle Sam going in the basement means more. Like that three minutes. Yeah. means more than the rest of the episode to me. Cool. Because it sets so, up what the series is going yeah, to be. They so. do it so well. So mm-hmm. rating. <laughs> uh, I, like, of a 1 to 10. Like, let's do it like that, right? Mm, no, no, A to F. A to F? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, give, I give this episode a B-. minus. Okay. It's good. Yeah. It's just not on that great parallel for me. Okay. Yeah, that, that's where I'd land, too. Um mm-hmm. I think as far as an engaging pilot um, to pull in people who are are used to other shows or um, are you know just don't know what it's what it's about, I I think it really accomplishes that. So if we're talking about how good of a pilot episode is this, I'd probably throw it at like an A minus. Okay. But if we're talking about how good of a Gravity Falls mm. episode is this compared to the others, I I slap a slap a b minus on there yeah um it's kind of the nature of being the first episode you Mm -hmm. can't just you know jump into the essential quality of what gravity falls is that we're able to see more and more as as the seasons go on um it really gets fleshed out like okay what what is this show really about what makes it different what makes it unique Mm. um the nature of being a pilot episode means you got to be able to grab people in with things they're used to and then you start explaining bit by bit, okay, but this is what makes us different. And, and Trevor kind of went over that, like it pulls pulls you in with the werewolf vampire mm-hmm. trope. And then is like, just kidding, we're totally different. This is a bunch of gnomes that, you know, <laughs> you think are harmless, but actually are a giant beast and very ferocious and have sharp teeth. Mm. So <laughs> it, it, it throws you for a loop. Personally, uh, the first time I watched it and this time, I think mm-hmm. the most surprising part for me is when... Um, 
Jeff, I think, like, jumps on Mabel with his teeth barred that like, yes. seems to come out of nowhere. It's like, well, what's going what? So, uh, yeah. I'd, so, overall, I'd give it a B minus. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, you all made some really good points. So, I think if I hadn't seen any Gravity Falls, this is, I think, an A minus. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, as a pilot, I think this is a solid A. Um yeah. As an episode of Gravity Falls, oh, I think I don't know. It's tough. I haven't I haven't rewatched enough episodes yet. All I've watched is this and Gobble Wonker um, at this point in time. So I I think I have to go with a, a solid B. Um, I think I like it a little bit more than you guys do. Um, mm-hmm. I also watched the original pilot, and it's pretty oh. um, not as good as this. So. Um, <laughs> There's some interesting stuff in there. Yes, there is. It's a little bit weird. Nonetheless, yeah, I, th- I think Solid B, just to sum it up. Yeah. So, da 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 dum. First thing I wanted to talk about is the way that this part, uh, this whole episode begins. So, I mean, every episode of Gravity Falls, you have the pre part, and then you have like the mm-hmm. core of the episode. Um, and sometimes they're tied in, sometimes they're not. This one starts off with narration, um, starts off with like a whole bunch of uh, tropes to be perfectly uh, blunt uh, with mm-hmm. like barely revealing the monster or uh, just like phrases that Dipper uses in his narration. Um, I really should have written all of them down. But if you go back and rewatch like every single way that he ends a sentence is a trope. But just discussing... <laughs> um, the narration in that whole intro scene, do you think it was a good use of narration? Do you think it was a bad use of narration? Because just because something's a trope doesn't mean, it, mean it's necessarily bad. But what do you mm-hmm. think of this? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, watching it for a second time, I I mean, it, it didn't really grab me. It didn't show me anything different. But if if you're looking for, again, you're looking for a show to relax to, it's giving you a solid introduction. Um, however, I do think it would have been better. One thing, if it can branch into a current pop culture, mm-hmm. um, one thing I think Black Panther, the movie, did really well is setting the stage in a very short amount of time. Hmm. You're explained the world in like five minutes of this hour in, and a bunch movie. Um, I think comparatively the narration of dipper is taking longer than i would have liked Mm. could it have been trimmed down maybe um so not the best use of narration but there's certainly worse it's not like they just kind of threw it together as a as a cheap thing Mm -hmm. You, you can tell it was worked on um and trying to pack information in but i i certainly do think it it could have been better or altered. Mm. I really like this narration, like this intro. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because it starts with this giant monster chasing them. Mm-hmm. And you know there's a giant monster chasing them. And then there's no giant monster. And you actually forget throughout the episode there's a giant yeah. monster chasing them. That's really so true. Like, I like that it's like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then it's like, wait, she's dating a zombie? Like it. <laughs> it <laughs> Yeah, that's really so true. Sucked, you get so sucked into the story, like the like the the storyline. Oh my! You forget what was going yeah. on, and that's why I like because you're caught with like this this cool. Okay, they're on vacation, whatever, with mm-hmm. their uncle, whatever. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, monsters chasing them. Cool. 
but then the episode takes an entire turn. Yeah. So before you're even to where the big turn is, which is them being gnomes, you're getting this giant turnaround of this is what was actually mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. So I like yeah. how they set up the episode for the end, and then they have to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they don't start there. So I like that a lot. Yeah, and honestly, they did a good job, in my opinion, with that jumping back, because that's another part of it. You have both the narration and then the, like, um, oh, he ends with a phrase, but it's basically like, um, you're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I think they do a great job, honestly. Like you said, by the time you get there, you've completely forgotten that this was at the beginning uh, of the episode. Um, like the first couple times I watched it, I, I, well, I mean, even this time I completely forgot, but I didn't even like remember when telling someone about the episode, I didn't even remember the first part at like at all. I just remembered it <laughs> starting with like, we, we, we were in our house and then our parents sent us to Oregon. Um, it's, mm-hmm. That's basically the intro. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it did a pretty good job having watched the entire series Oh, I don't know if I can spoil it for you guys. It's not a huge thing. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. The series ends with the exact same style of narration. Oh, I like oh. that. And it is beautiful. It's the only time that narration other than flashbacks are used at mm. all. And it is so good. It gives me yeah. goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Um, like I want to go back and rewatch just like the end of it. They end this thing so well, um, in my opinion, but I mean, we'll get, we'll get there eventually, but having watched the end coming back and rewatching the beginning and seeing the narration, it's, oh, it gives me so much goosebumps. So I really like it. Um, yeah, I think, like you said, it's not the worst use of narration to start off a thing. Um, and I, I enjoy it and they do a great job making you forget about it. Yeah. You do get like the whole backstory to why they're there in literally like 20 seconds. Mm. That's true. Like, what I did really notice fast, really there. This is what we're doing. So we're here. Let's go. What I did notice this time that I, I completely missed other time. I kind of assumed they were from like, I don't know, East coast, Midwest, something like that, nope. but they're totally most likely from California. Yes, they are. Cause uh, one of the lines is our parents sent us up North. Yep. The whole up until oh. I rewatched this, I assumed they were probably just cause I am from the East coast. I assumed like they're, they're from around here, but yeah. that being the case, a lot of the uh, like memories and the imagination of Mabel being from California oh. start to kind of fill in and make more sense. Like the, yeah. the two guys and, you know, mm-hmm. dreamy about boys, all that yep. is very typically a, a West coast yep. Californian thing. I never so, thought that. That's really cool. I, I yeah I missed that just until the very last time today a couple of hours ago I rewatched that's awesome. it. Awesome, that's really cool. Nice. Yeah, so even with the narrate, yeah, even in the narration, I missed stuff. Sweet, mm-hmm. yeah. There's so much stuff. It's such a rich show. Um, yeah, they did a phenomenal job. So moving on to the next thing, um, pacing. For me personally, um. It doesn't really feel like Gravity Falls has hit his, hit stride um, as far as making jokes land quite as well. Um, having a full like placement of sound isn't quite as good. Now, the soundtrack, oh, I, I wish I remembered the name of the guy who wrote it, um, but it's phenomenal. It's all by this one dude, and he has it like all up on SoundCloud, um, all, all the background tracks and stuff that he can legally release. Um, and yeah. it's like, it's phenomenal. Just like all these little jingles in the background, they all add so much. 
Um, mm-hmm. But in this one, mm. I, I don't know. Nothing is hitting as much. It, it feels like they sat down and just threw out all the ideas possible as far as jokes um, and stuff went and just little side gags. And we're like, you know what? Let's do all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think um, mm-hmm. while the pacing of it may, may not have been great. I mm-hmm. think the spacing of all those side gags was very good. Cause other than really? maybe the chase scene mm-hmm. um, and a couple other things, it was, I don't know, every like 20 or seconds mm-hmm. or so there was just some side gag thing, mm-hmm. whether it was the Mabel kissing practice with the, um, <laughs> with the leaf blower or uh, something Zeus did or mm-hmm. uncle Stan talking to customers. Mm-hmm. I think, while it may not have uh, created a, a pacing that was in, that's in stride with what we see in later episodes, I think the spacing was yeah. consistent. Okay. Now, the, the fact that it was consistent, that's actually what, what made me not like it. It felt like they had uh, a certain time limit, and like every 20 yeah. seconds, like you said, they would have a new gag, and it was just thrown in. And those cutscenes, like, back to Mabel, I hated those. Like, to be honest, <laughs> just the way that they were done, like, they did just the stereotypical, just, like, stand there and, like, just have a flashback. And there were so many, like, yeah, there were too many flashbacks, is... in my opinion. In my I, opinion. The only cutaway I actually liked is when she's like, I asked all these boys out. <laughs> Yeah, like, pops out of the balloon. That was really good. Yes, so dumb. that's like that's, the greatest. Oh thing. my gosh, it's so good. Oh, so that actually is um, the first part of one of my favorite jokes. I have a favorite joke, but it's like a super long con. And in that flashback, um, the second to last, the the middle boy that she asked asked out um, has a turtle. She's like, "You have mm-hmm. a turtle? Oh my goodness, what's going on here?" And that's totally a reference to I like turtles. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not getting else. this. Like, I, what's I like turtles? Oh, what is I like turtles? So wait, 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 so wait, I had a wait, wait. <laughs> what, what are these turtles you speak of? <laughs> I like so there, there's this news clip of someone like uh, interviewing a kid at a, an amusement park for like a local oh news station. Gosh, He's like, right. oh, how how was the ride and stuff? And so he answers how the ride was, and she asked him something else, and he just responds. I like turtles. Yes. And that was back in 2010. So like, yeah, yep. I think they would have been. Are huh. you saying it was a meme? It was a meme. And they harnessed a meme. Mm. Yes. I can't do this. I'm done with this show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part one. Um, interesting. I'll, I'll refer back to this when we go over favorite jokes. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Cool. So that, what, how you guys are describing like the episode with the pacing. Well, it's actually mm. really, really common with pilots. Hmm. Um, because pilots are made up almost on, I don't want to say on the fly, but out of an idea with a smaller board than you normally have. Hmm. That's why a lot of voices will change after pilots. A lot of jokes will change because you'll get more mm-hmm. writers. And then yep. when you write a season, you write a season all at one time. Yeah. You don't write, you know what I mean? So that's like true, you're throwing true. out jokes during like a, a, a meeting. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like, oh yeah, let's do it right here this time. It's like, well, what episode can we put that in? Yep. You know, we don't want to jam pack everything into one episode. With this, they're like, okay, we've been thinking about this idea for this long. This is our shot. We're going to put everything we can into this and show every possible avenue of what the show can be like. And then how mm. people respond to this pilot and what parts they liked are the parts we're going to take and move into the actual show. Okay. So you, you see that a lot. Yeah. Um, you see, like, voice actors will change. Names of characters will change. In the pilot for The Simpsons, um, uh, what is, what's his name? Smithers is black with purple hair. Like uh, he's a totally different huh. person. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Uh the Futurama pilot. 
is an, is actually a really good like example of this because in the Futurama plot, they're throwing in things that happen in season three and four, and nobody catches on to it to get to season three and four. So in a way, with the Gravity Falls plot, they're like we're setting up for this giant world that we have ideas for mm. and storylines for. We're only going to show you little touches of them. Mm. Then we're going to see which ones you react to. You you can actually you notice as the series goes on, cutaways go away. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. Like they become a lot yeah. less. And yep. a lot of the gags they use in this first, like, uh, like cutaway of Uncle Scan doing this. Yeah, they did like once, once now and then, mm-hmm. but nowhere near as close as they did in this one. Because mm-hmm. it's like almost every thirty seconds, it's like now what's Grunkle Stan up yeah. to? And he yeah. almost he goes from being one of the weird main focuses to side focus, mm-hmm. which I actually like a lot more because now he's able to be mysterious and in the shadows and off mm-hmm. on the side without you really paying attention to him. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. And then at at the end of the episode, you get the payoff. And honestly, that's one of my favorite scenes where, like, he's been doing this random stuff. He's been, like, super hard on them. And then at the end, um, he's just like, hey, uh, I I think I overstocked the gift shop. So you go ahead and just grab whatever you want. He's like, are you serious? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, just just do it before I change my mind. Yeah, what's the catch? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. What's the catch? The catch is do it before I change my mind. It shows this guy who everybody yeah. sees as money hungry and a crook, uh, having a heart to two kids he barely knows. Yeah, and he loves it, his family. I, but here's the thing: I love that, and I love the contrast of well, what's that secret door? Mm-hmm. So you have this. Okay, he, we have this this idea of he's like almost a bad guy the entire mm-hmm. time. He's the mean old uncle mm-hmm. who just wants to make us work. But then you get this: well, maybe he just wants to make you work because that's how he grew up, kind of idea. And, oh, man, you know what? They had a bad day. Let me help them. Mm. But then he has a secret door. And it throws that all down. It's like, wait, oh, which one is he? Like, oh, is he the secret mystery man? So is good. he lying? Is he actually is he a like, con man? Exactly. Oh and gosh. you're like, which one is it? Like, that's what's so behind good. that frigging door? So That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the the narration it, ending it, too. Like, the music's still super happy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts to him. And, like, he's closing his door. He's like, we have no idea what other mysteries we'll uncover. And right yeah, below we'll them, yeah. there's Stan closing the door on this super secret freaking... Oh, my Lair. gosh. So good. Oh, so yeah, good. Great. The last... Um, yeah, like you said, with the... Um, so, yeah, interesting ahead. fact, I have no idea what's beyond that door. I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> really? So when we get there, my mind's going to blow. Oh, nice. I love it. So, so in reference to the uh, pilot having things that are different than the rest of the season, I'm... I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I went back and re-listened to it when I got to this part of the episode. Um, when the tourists first come in, you first see a group, and he's mm-hmm. like, "This is the uh, what did he call it? The the underpants Sasquatch, um, um, the Sasquatch, uh, Sasquatch." Sasquatch yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I I'm almost certain that I heard the voice of uh, Candy Chu. Who, really? who we meet later one i'm almost certain that really? her voice was in there like i went back and was like wait was that candy chew but i didn't see her anywhere but it sounded I, like her voice yeah i wouldn't like, doubt it, especially if she's like one of the main actors uh a, a really good uh example of this is joe dimaggio in futurama he plays a ton of side <laughs> characters he voices bender primarily but then he plays like all these random side characters and you get that a lot especially like i was saying if you're making a pilot, you're not going to go out and be like, we need 10 actors. You know, if we have 10 characters, you need yeah. one actor who can make 10 different voices. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. 
But um, yeah, I, also in that mm-hmm. same scene, uh, the Barnum Bailey mermaid is in the background. Yes. I think I showed you guys yes. up the Fiji mermaid. Yeah. And I always thought that was so cool <laughs> because it was such a rare and obscure reference to mm-hmm. being ripped I, I off. No, yeah, it's the, the if you guys don't know the history behind it, it's um, Barnum Bailey, like Ringling Brothers, all that. When he was doing his like um, freak show, essentially, mm-hmm. he had gotten it was the bottom half like the fin half of a fish that was freeze-dried essentially and the top half of a monkey and he sewed them together and he passed it off as the fiji mermaid and he like tried it was part of his like bearded lady lizard man yeah, uh, yeah. this wonders of the orient and the fiji mermaid and uncle stan just kind of has it like in the back <laughs> of this shack and he's showing off like crat uh crotch squatched or whatever it was like, watch crotch in the corner and it's like wait you have the fiji mermaid right there like what are you doing (laughs) wow that's awesome yeah i I don't think it's uh, the idea that like he had the historical fiji mermaid i think it's that he made that and is my yeah 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 yeah. but i I always love it it's just a little little nod to the original freak show to the original like house of mystery and one yeah the original con man (laughs) so nice nice yeah because bt barnum was like one of the first great salesmen basically oh yeah he invented he sold like everything. Nothing. Yeah. He yeah. sold your imagination to you. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's great. fantastic. Um, let me see. Looking through my notes, looking for some stuff. Um, looking for some jokes. We looking didn't... for some fluff. Yeah. Ooh, now, hey. one thing: Did we at all get something like that? Like I just did with Grunkle Stan, because that's something that comes in a whole bunch later on in the season. I don't think we have that because basically um, the, the creator, I don't know why Alex Hirsch, there we go. Alex Hirsch. Um, he would just like, as he's walking around, he'll just do like funny voices, like in real life, funny voices, just like narrating his life. Like, do, 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 here I go going over and getting orange juice and pouring it. Oh, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, he started doing that a whole bunch. And so that got translated <gasps> into Stan and, uh, or into Seuss and like both of wow. them doing that a whole bunch, which I don't think we see this. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they had, oh, like just from what I've seen, huh. they have so much fun with these characters. I think, I think Zeus is like my hands down favorite character. Oh, oh my definitely. gosh. 100%. Oh, he's like the greatest character. And I like that uh, he doesn't just become a side character in the mm-hmm. pilot. Yeah. I like that he becomes mm-hmm. like a main character in the show. It makes mm-hmm. me really happy. I mean, he, he, he becomes almost a mentor to Dipper. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? I yep. love I love yep. the scene where he's just changing the light bulb and he's like, "Oh, sorry to overhear you speaking aloud." Like in this empty room, <laughs> it's it it's making fun of the trope, and that's what I like about it because yep. the show takes all these little tiny, I guess tropes. We've been saying that word a lot, but these little tiny pop culture things like uh, the vampire wait, boyfriend. Wait, wait. We've been saying the word trope a lot. Does that mean it's a it's podcast tropey. trope to say oh. trope? Oh no. Trope accepted. Oh, oh no, man! I quit. Oh, you're wrong. Cartoon. <laughs> but um, the show takes all of those and makes fun of them. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't want to watch a show about zombie boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Like I remember <laughs> literally like saying that to myself, and then be like, Oh, it's not. It's rabid gnomes. <laughs> like that's so much cooler. Um, but I like that it takes all the things you expect and all the little things that every other show does. Mm-hmm. And just makes fun of them mm. like it's essentially like a commentary on scooby-doo huh. because it's like <laughs> this is what you thought was going to happen here's the big twist and then everybody's doing the well this is what i think or i'm talking to myself out loud and mm-hmm. you just make fun of it 
Yep. So it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. we have to make you like understand that somehow, but we're going to make a joke out of it first. Mm. So it's interesting because you just said, well, a little bit ago, that Zeus is your favorite character. And yep. you said it, Zeus, which is interesting oh. because in this episode, the first time you hear Zeus's name, it is not said Zeus. It is 100% said Zeus. Yes. It's Stan Ooh. saying, all right, Zeus. I, I do a terrible Stan. Yeah, um, that was bad. That's really bad. But he's My rating like, out of the episode just went down because of that. Yeah, he really <laughs> did. Um, like, can you do blah, 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 whatever? Um, yeah. But that's all right, dude. Your Zeus is way better than your Stan. Oh, thank you. I, I'm pretty proud of my Zeus right here. But anyways, um, <laughs> this is the reason I'm doing anything with the whites. That's that's <laughs> right here. Um, <laughs> so that's that's an interesting thing. Um, you also, I mean, it's kind of easy to see, but uh, Dipper accidentally flips to the gnomes and shoves that in Mabel's face and is like, "Ha, here you go." And then uh, yeah, it turns right? out to be actually the gnomes. Um, yeah. One thing I I don't love about this episode is we don't get to see too much of Dip, Dipper and Mabel just hanging out and having fun. Before yeah. we see them arguing, yeah, and I that's think something they want um, that to be implied. You know what I mean? Which I didn't well, like. Yeah, which I mean, you can't just imply in a sibling relationship that it's going to be good mm-hmm. and it's going to be super fun. And you get to see them having tons of fun in later episodes. But the fact that the first yeah, time you see them is um, first of all when they're just standing next to each other. One of them has a kitten. One of them has like a video game. And then, like, the next time that they actually interact, Mabel's just kind of like, beep, boop, boop, and they're not having fun. They're just kind of, <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're just being them. They're just being them and kind of existing, but yeah, you don't get location. to see them, like, actually liking each other. They don't have a reason to be siblings, and it's really weird. Mm. It, and I know that sounds weird to say, but it's like it's like your D&D party. Okay, think about it this way. You have people who have to have a reason to be together. Mm-hmm. Your characters don't have a reason to interact, and they shouldn't be on screen. If you have a bunch of people in, in like a D&D or a video game party who don't have a reason mm-hmm. to be there, they're just going to be useless. Yeah. And you have this really awkward, well, we're in the mystery shack. Where's the mystery Yeah, And, like, nothing's happening. <laughs> like, they're just kind of there. Yeah. And then you get this whole Mabel has a story. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, I'm trying to find a boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. I'm a girl, blah, 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 blah. But then we don't get Dipper's, like, motivation of being a character mm-hmm. for a good five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, why am I watching this kid put up signs? What's the use of this? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's this really weird thing where the entire focus of the show goes from them being siblings and together and going through this together to Mabel to Dipper. Yep. And yep. then it almost feels like Mabel is now a side character until the end of the show. Yes, I agree. So it, mm. it's a really weird angle. And I wish we had more. I like. I wish we just had one scene that in the beginning that was like, this is what they've been doing so far. And it showed them. Yep. Yeah. Like, do we ever, I don't think we ever get like, Dipper and Mabel doing something together, and then Dipper laughs about it, like yes. like we see in he's later episodes. They, there isn't ever that. He's he's just yep. kind he's of serious, serious and like, well, yeah. this is a new place. I'm gonna be serious. Yeah. I don't know. It's and I mean, honestly, it's just character development, and I think they yeah. restructured the character more after that. Um, but yeah, later on, you see them like they're tickling each other and having fun. They're constructing like mini golf courses in their mm-hmm. room. Like they're doing all these <laughs> awesome like twelve-year-old kid sibling stuff that they should be doing. We just don't get to see that at the beginning. Yeah. So that's you I'm, see it at the things. end, though. You do, yes. And you yes. see the contrast. I think what they really wanted was the contrast between happy-go-lucky Mabel, who doesn't have a care in the world, and super serious yes. Dipper, who his only care is for her, because it's the only thing he has that reminds him of home anymore. 
Hmm. Essentially, Mabel's become home for him because he's yep. in a place. I'm he be sad again. Home. Yeah, well, he's in a place he doesn't know anything about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yep. they're going. They're going through a change in their lives, and she's all of a sudden interested in boys and not her brother. Mm. You know, they've been like yeah. irresistible twins yep. up to this point. Yeah. And now there's something else in the way, and he wants to know what it is, and he will do anything to make it seem like that is wrong, so that she wouldn't go after it. Mm. And I think the real, like Dipper's real issue in the entire episode isn't gnomes or vampires or werewolves or anything it's his fear of losing his sister hmm oh dang man mm. nice now i'm sad um yes i think 100 that was the gist they were going for i think we can all agree though they didn't show the relationship beforehand yes which yeah. is i think my biggest Very... critique of this episode like yeah. the pacing wasn't perfect you're figuring out because it's a pilot um yeah. like you don't have all your characters like doing perfect like that's yeah. okay that, but that's you have your main characters thing, mm-hmm. is it your characters they're not fleshed out yet yes well you're trying to figure out they're trying to stand up still they don't know who they are yes. and we yep. see a lot better fleshing out in the second episode than the first episode yes so. um and so I mean, we're like 38 to 40 minutes in, but honestly, I want to kind of move on to the uh, second episode. But first, um, favorite joke from this episode. Favorite joke. Favorite yeah. joke. There's so many good There's ones. So many good ones. Um, so, okay. My favorite one is the long con. I'll just go for this right okay. off the bat yeah, so yeah. no one's forgetting. So we had like at the very beginning, oh, I like turtles. And so at the very end, which I love that you mentioned in your plot summary, one of the gnomes that gets scattered after... Uh, Fred, Frank, what's his name, gets shot, gets tangled in, what do we see? A six-pack plastic holder, <laughs> which to, to people our age is immediately um, related with sea life, especially sea turtles, turtles mm. getting caught up in them and it leading to their doom, like the gnome that was brought off by the goat. I... I caught that just this last mm. time I watched it. Mm. And I think that becomes my favorite because you know what? Maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe their minds were just on turtles because that was a thing before. And they thought, oh, let's wrap this guy up. And they didn't even make the connection, maybe writing it. I'm pretty sure they did because <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think my favorite joke is actually like the simplest one. Seuss meets uh, Dipper outside and he goes, take this in case of zombies. And he hands him a shovel and Dipper goes, okay. And And this this is for the zombies. Oh, this is for the zombies. This is for pinatas. And he goes, okay. And he just goes, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because that's the moment I was like, this is my favorite character. This guy makes no sense. He doesn't even know what's going on. (laughs) I think my second favorite joke isn't really a joke. Mm. But it's the portrayal of the gnomes. Mm. Because whenever yeah. we see gnomes in like mythos or fairy tales, they're like these little magical creatures. These dudes are like <laughs> rabid raccoons. And I think yeah. that's the great like Smash Malang or whatever is my favorite. Like, he, he's like he's like throwing up rainbows at one point, <laughs> and then he's just like feral. And it's like, <laughs> what the heck are these things? And why are they like this? So I think that's like my favorite. I like that they took. They went from the dark vampire mm-hmm. and the, the the dark yeah. zombie, dark vampire idea to the bright and colorful gnomes that are actually just evil, <laughs> rabid creatures, and it's it's just that's great. Mm. That just made it for me. So nice. I think that's my second. Well, not the gnomes. Sorry, the the Seuss pinata one. I think that's my yes. second favorite. Um, and the gnomes. Oh my gosh, I think. 
I think my favorite joke is um, when Dipper's uh, reading his journal and Stan comes up and he's like, oh, hey, what you reading there? Oh, my God. He's like, God. um, um, um. And he just like reaches in between. He's like, uh, gold gold chains for old men magazine? That's a good issue. And <laughs> I think it's at that point in time or it might be later in the episode. He like flips up also his um his eye patch. Yeah, it's right here where mm-hmm. he's like been wearing this eye patch to be Mr. Mystery before. And right here he just flips it up and uses that eye to read like the, the magazine. I think later on in the episode you, you see him reading or something like that. Nonetheless, that's one of my favorite. Just like, oh, hey, what you reading there, champ? Uh, uh, gold chains for old men magazine. That's a good issue. <laughs> like, it's just so just stupid. And I think he actually it. has two eyes. Yes. I think they repeat that later on um, in the I'm series. They sure do a they similar do. I'm gag. actually pretty sure he switches the eye patch to the other eye at one point. He probably does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm almost positive. Yeah. He like does it when they're yeah. doing something so he can look at it better. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Such a good character. Cool. Um, so jumping into real quick, Ciphers and Secrets, there's not too much. Um, let me see. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, what there is now that we're talking about the eye patch mm. is the monocle that was in the book. Right? Yeah, that's true. There's if a monocle Stan in the uses book, an eye patch, even if it's not Ooh. actually for a reason, but maybe it is for a reason. Man, I, I don't know. Huh. There's a monocle in there, meaning there someone yep. who uh, used a monocle. Hmm. Yeah, that was something I'd forgotten about, that there was a monocle in the journal. Um, mm-hmm. like when it, when it came out, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, so when, Ooh, um, and another fun joke, not my favorite, um, but a good <laughs> one nonetheless is with the, uh, like, uh, Stan, there's definitely something weird in this town. He's like, nah, it's whatever. Like, my mosquito bites spelled out. Beware. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That says be warb. <laughs> he just like scratches that. it. It's like, Hey kid, don't worry about this town. It's just used by like <laughs> schmucks. Like, yeah, etc. Um, apparently they, so they released journal number three, um, and they sold it uh-huh. like physically. Those are sooth squidos whose bites spell out warnings, which are frequently misspelled. Oh my so gosh. they're in, in canon. Um, they're in, in, in book creatures. number three. They're in journal number three. That's yep. great. Sooth Skeetos. <laughs> and the only um, cryptogram. So first of all, it's using the uh, uh, cipher that when you play the little whisper at the end of the intro backwards, it tells you the type uh-huh. of the cipher. I forget which one it is. Nonetheless, um, the cryptogram at the end, when you use that cipher to decipher, it says, welcome to Gravity Falls. So nothing uh-huh. super crazy here a lot of times later on they'll use these secrets to like hint at certain things and it's awesome um this one is just a nice little welcome to gravity falls yeah so so in addition though i noticed um up in the room where zeus is screwing in the light when uh mm. dipper is looking out the window first of all First of all, it's red, which really is setting the scene as oh my goodness this is a dangerous thing mm-hmm. and it's when when um normal man norman he's a man yeah. <laughs> going to you know with his arms outstretched but actually puts mm. a, a necklace of daisies but it's red but in addition the shape of the stained glass window it's is very suspicious it's yeah. triangular it's the illuminati triangle with the eye on the top mm-hmm. it's super good super good really like that and there are probably a whole bunch of other ones um but we are a little bit short on time um, nearing the end nearing the end real quick though 
was this a successful episode? Before we can do that, what was the goal of this? So as a pilot, you got to introduce the characters. You got to have a kind of fun little plot line. Um, you don't really need character development. So did it introduce the, the characters well? Yeah. Um, let's let's run through. So Grunkle Stan, good job, bad job. A good job. Okay. Good job. Uh, Dipper, I think good job, probably bad job. actually the best out of all the characters. Yeah, I would agree. Stan. Dipper, good job, bad job. Good job. He became different, but good job. Good okay. job for the episode. Bad job for his overarc in the series. Okay. Because he changes drastically in the next episode. I yeah, I would agree as well. Um, I, I don't like Dipper in this one. Mabel. Mm-hmm. Good job. Oh, good job. I love okay. Mabel as a episode. Okay. Great job introducing. It. Um, Wendy. Bad job. I don't know who she is. There's no reason to know who she is in this episode. She's mm. just another person who works in the shack. You mm. really don't get to know who she's like the third episode, fourth episode. Yeah, bad job. Okay. Seuss. Yeah. Oh, great job. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I think he rivals Stan job. in my mind. I think Stan yeah. is better because you get all of his nuance, but yeah. Seuss doesn't really have nuance to be perfectly yeah. honest. <laughs> you, get, you get a side character who you love like a primary character. Yes. Yes. So. That's true. Cool. Cool. And that is the five right there. Um, did a great job with that. As a, yes, a pilot, introduced characters, fun little plot line. Decent plot, I'd say. Like um, not, not the best. It for a nice loop. Yeah, yeah. The whole plot, again, it isn't about Mabel dating. It's about mm. Dipper being afraid of losing everything he has. Mm. And Dang, man. I, I already said it. Like, I'm I love, I love, 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 love the there's a giant monster in the beginning. And then you forget all about it by the middle mm. of the episode. Mm. So, like, I think, I think the plot is good, um, but could have been a tad bit better. Mm. A what bit better? <laughs> I'm not saying it again. A tad bit better. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap up the episode. Um, if you are a tad strange like we are, though, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, follow that channel, or do whatever your platform calls for. You'll get updates oh, when our newest content releases, and be sure to follow us as we unravel the massively woven tapestry of Gravity Falls. Yes, Trevor. We need some really cool, like, goodbye thing at the end, like a sign-off. Yeah, I was going to just have you say goodbye, but do you have a better oh, no, no, idea? No, 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 no. We need, like, this whole thing's about cryptic secret handshakes and crap. Okay, we need okay. something that we can say that people will be like, yo, that's it. Um, stay swifty. <laughs> For now, like I guess it'll work. I don't have anything. I'm just saying, eventually we'll develop something good. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Nonetheless, thanks for hanging out. We were so glad to have you guys. This was a ton of fun. I'm so glad we finally did this. It took us a couple months, but I'm glad we finally did this. Um, We will see you guys in the next episode, but until then, goodbye. Stay swifty, Jason Funderburker. No, stop. The universe. (laughs)